Good evening, it's Saturday night, the Dr. Zeus podcast. I'm multitasking. So, sometimes things don't happen the way you want to. So I have to take matters into my own hands. The clam chowder is excellent. It's cold outside, but it's California cold. At first I was thinking, where's my phone? Oh, I'm using it to record the podcast. Now, usually I would use the microphone, but I thought, you know what? This gives me a chance to do what I do best. Speaking from the diaphragm and enunciating. Not slowly, but at my own pace. I was watching Will and Grace, and they were lampooning podcasting, and I thought, okay. When they're lampooning podcasting, that means Will and Grace has become irrelevant. Now, Will and Grace from 1998... To 2006 was phenomenal. And toward the end, yes, it had its share of rubber chickens and jumping the shark. But the way Will and Grace ended was perfect. (coughs) I'm not editing that out because you can't edit out life. So in 2006... Well and Grace comes to a ginormous end. And I'm going to tell you. So what happens is Will's father dies. Will breaks up with his boyfriend, played by the effervescent Bobby Cannavale. I've always liked Bobby Cannavale, not just by his voice, but he is a pretty face. Bobby Cannavale used to be married to Jenny Lumet. And Jenny Lumet's parents were none other than Gail Lumet and Sidney Lumet. Gail Lumet Buckley being the daughter of Lena Horne. So there's some history right there. So, Bobby plays Will's boyfriend. They break up. They get back together. Grace moves, I think, to Italy or something. And her and Leo have a baby to get there. Well, decades pass. And one day in a dorm in college, a young man named Ben and a young woman named, um, what was her name? Lila. Meet. Lila just happened to be the daughter of Miss Grace Adler. I forget what her name was after she married Leo, but that's irrelevant at this moment. Um, and Will's son was Ben, yes. And they hooked up and got married. Meanwhile, Karen looked the same. Jack looked like, well, Jack. And they were aging gracefully, although Karen just looked the same. You know, so yes, that's how Will and Grace ended the first time. This time, I don't know. I love how they're trying to say, oh, that ending didn't count. Yeah, it did. My thoughts on this reboot. 
At first, I thought, oh, great, it's coming back. So was Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown was canceled. But I like the gentleman who played her son. Very interesting. Very interesting casting right there. He was in uh, American Sniper. Um, and Will and Grace. Uh, they killed off Rosario because she didn't want to be on the show anymore. I don't blame her. It was just not the same anymore. So, my thoughts on the Will and Grace reboot. It stinks. It stinks. I love how people say, oh, but it's funny. Yeah, that's like saying um, Walmart is funny. No. Will and Grace was the Costco of comedy. Friends was just not funny. I never found it funny. I even hated the theme song. I know. The only time I liked it is when Brad Pitt was on there. And he hated Rachel. (laughs) But, you know, that Jennifer Aniston, she seems like a nice girl. You know? And no, we're not going to blame Angelina Jolie for our problems now. Because it takes two to tango. Brad Pitt, Oscar winner for taking his shirt off. I don't think so. Angelina Jolie, Oscar winner for playing a psycho in Girl Interrupted. As you can tell, that wasn't a stretch. But hey, I'm, I like Angelina Jolie. I always have. I always will. Just like Will and Grace. See how we segue into that? So, Will and Grace has had its share of guest stars. Everyone from Madonna, Yawn, Britney Spears, Janet Jackson, and of course, Cher, whom I'm seeing in May. And if I can get close enough, scream, hey, Cher, Will and Grace, snap out of her, you know. So, that's the Dr. Zeus podcast in a nutshell. And for any ghosts listening, I'm Doc Holliday, and I just have one thing to say. Johnny Ringo, you look like somebody just walked all over your grave. My fight's not with you, Holiday. I beg to differ. We started something. It'd be a shame we don't finish. I'm your Huckleberry. My suckle, suckle, suckinberry, succotash. I think that's what he says. Look, darling. He's not wearing a bustle. How lewd. See, I just switched it up right there. Um, sometimes when we go to Western parties, I'm Doc Holiday. I have an outfit and everything. I also have something else, but I can't say. If you're Funko Pop collectors, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> because then you'll be like, ooh, I want that. And no, I'm not a collector because I take them out of the box. I don't give a shit. It's kind of like Honey Badger. Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger don't give a shit. It just takes what it wants. That's true. Now we can say it with the, the New York accent. Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger don't give a shit. It just takes what it wants. Yeah. Okay. 
<sighs> I was supposed to go to the gym today, but I didn't. Instead, I just went for a, ro- a walk. I almost said a roar. God. Because um, I live on 10 acres, so I can go for a walk, okay? As Julianne Moore said, and yeah, we're going to get movie right now. In Boogie Nights, she looked up at Dirk, I think his was his name, Dirk Diggler, played by Mark Wahlberg. Hmm, but I need to be sure of something. That looks like an extremely large cock. <laughs> oh, that's too bad she didn't win for that. You know? Who won that year? Oh, Kim Basinger for LA Confidential. For playing a Veronica Lake lookalike. And then she gets screwed by Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh, and don't get me started on Kevin Spacey. Ugh. But you know, Hollywood has had its moments. Now, unfortunately, Gone with the Wind was dragged. And people, oh, it's, it's politically incorrect. I still watch it. Because I like, you know, Scarlett and Rhett going at it. And fighting and all that. No, I don't like the slaves. No, I don't like that they're slavery. But the I do like Mammy. I think everyone likes Hattie McDaniel. She's amazing. And the unfortunate thing is, she didn't get to sit with her co-stars when she won the Oscar. And many of them didn't win the Oscar, just her and Vivian Lee. Isn't that fucked up? So yeah, it's not that I don't, you know, here's the thing. I'll give it, you know, Hattie McDaniel did the work. Butterfly McQueen did not want to do the work. And she said, you didn't come back to Hollywood. You complained too much. And she was right. So, you know, some people hate the film. Some people love it. Some people will eat it. Some people just won't. We'll be back after these messages. And so we're back on the Dr. Zeus podcast. Yeah. I'm a little under the weather, as you can hear in my voice. It's allergies or it's a cold. I don't know. But it's not, well, you know, what's in the news. Because if we say that, that's a hot button issue. Yeah. And so tonight, Joe is back. At least it's not Bernie. Can Joe get it done? Yes, if we support him. Who will he pick to run with him? Probably Stacey Abrams. Or Pete Buttigieg. That would be interesting. Very interesting. But you know, after looking at Pete's house in an interview, very nice house, with his husband, whom he loves very much, I don't think he would be heartbroken if he didn't win. Because he has a very nice life in South Bend. And the White House, I don't know. Would they sleep in the Lincoln bedroom? Because, you know, supposedly Lincoln was gay. Supposedly. But then again, supposedly so was Bert and Ernie. So I don't know what else to tell you, you know? It's something every day. But here at the Dr. Zeus podcast, it's Saturday night. And I'm not going to say live because Lauren Michaels will come after me. Dear Lauren, your show is not funny. It was funny when RuPaul hosted it. 
I don't know what your writers are doing. Oh, yes, they're all on to bigger and better things. Let's see. Al Franken was a state senator. Kristen Wiig does movies. Tina Fey does movies and television. So your writers, it's funny, you promote your writers and then they leave and then the show just really starts to suck and suck. It does. Yeah, it does suck. You know, I could do the Dr. Seuss podcast like that with different characters and we could try. Isn't that right, Gloria Vanderbilt? Oh, sweetheart, don't get me in the middle of this. This is like one of Anderson's threesomes. I've told him time and time again, sweetheart, you need to be careful. If you are to remain a CNN icon, you can't be caught in a sandwich with, um, what's his name, Cuomo. And yes, I can confirm that, that the bisexual rumors are true. Cuomo. And it's my turn. As you can tell, it's promote. It's a very slackluster on the Doctor Zeus podcast. Thank you, Gloria Vanderbilt. And I want to say one more thing to Anderson about Kathy Griffin. You little brat, I'm gonna hunt you, hunt you for not supporting that girl. So amazing. So witty. The things I taught her about vaginas as she ages. Her and Gloria... Gloria Steinem. We were the three musketeers. I taught Kathleen Griffin, comedy icon, that as she ages, it will become delicate down there. Nobody's even told Sharon Stone that. Thank you, Gloria Vanderbilt. The designer jeans are a wonderful. But you know, at this moment, I'm not wearing jeans. I'm wearing sweatpants because it's the weekend and I will play at the treadmill. But you know, it's it's unfortunate that I, I can't always wear sweatpants. I have to wear them under my work clothes, which really sucks. But you know, I don't make the rules. Nor does God. Nor does the Dr. Zeus podcast. But making the rules has never been my goal. It's like shit happens when you party naked. They don't make the rules. They don't have any rules. Yeah. And that's beautiful right there. Soon it will be shit happens when you when you party naked and baby too. Because they are building an empire. And so I want to give them kudos. Kudos, and yes, I also want to say, what a nice set of pecs. But anyway, you know, sometimes my mind just dribbles, you know. The other day, a gentleman said to me, have you ever been to Las Vegas? And I said, no, I almost went. And what for? I said, I wanted to go to the Mr. Olympia. And he says, they still do that? And I said, yeah. You know, they could have stopped at Arnold, but they just keep on going. And that's like the Dr. Zeus podcast. We just keep on going, y'all. Yeah, 
I don't know. But unfortunately, the Las Vegas trip turned out to just be a seminar for a timeshare. Um, so thankfully, but you know, Vegas, or as Elvis so famously said, Viva Las Vegas. Now, don't get me for that, Priscilla, because, you know, I'm just doing a podcast. I'm not a big Elvis fan. I am a fan of the four British Elvis Presleys, also known as John, Paul, George, and Ringo, the Beatles. But I love what Keith Richards said about the Beatles and them. And the Beatles got the white hat. What's left for us? The black hat. And Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead put it best about the Stones versus the Beatles. Oh, you know, if you want to get technical, the Beatles from Liverpool and the Stones were from the London suburbs. So it doesn't get more quacky than that, you know. I, when I first saw the Beatles, they didn't even have a record contract yet. I saw them at a cavern. I love Motorhead, okay? I mean, I didn't really get into them till I saw the Lemmy movie. Now, that is a documentary. Now, there is a controversial moment in there because he has a lot of um, things that he collects. And I won't go into it. And, yeah. It's interesting. He's a history buff. He's a war buff, okay? That's all I will say. And... He knows good metal. Not just heavy metal, but good metal. Good steel. Yeah, I could go into British steel, but that's Judas Priest. Or as my friend in college called them, Judas Priesties. She was like, I can't believe you're listening to that band. But it's Judas Priest. Yeah. Well, my friends, it's Saturday night, and I will play Unpleasant Dreams. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.